0: This is Plus Money Golf on the Patriot Sports Network, a golf betting podcast that's better than most, what he said. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most! And now, here are
1: your hosts, Adam, Smitty, and Eric. Good morning. Welcome to Plus Money Golf on the Patriot Sports Network. The show with the pro and the caddy. That would be Adam and Smitty. My name is Eric. I'm just the host. We did okay at the BMW. I had, I think, $85 in wagers. I got 67 of them back, so your mileage may vary. I didn't bet them all. But before we get into the BMW and the championship, I just want to express some appreciation for Plus Money Golf considering all that it's paid for. In late June, before the John Deere, I deposited $90. And that was the last deposit I made. In the last 11 days, I've made emergency withdrawals to pay for groceries, energy bill, my tag renewal fee. I've had enough left to pay for all my fantasy leagues, survivor contests, and make my NFL weekly wagers probably all season long. I said months ago this show was the anti-recession, and it is. Multiple times I've been in a legit tight spot, and I had to do a... All I had to do was convert some winnings into Bitcoin, move it to my bank. Problem solved. I'm a huge golf fan these days there, uh, Adam and Smitty. So I'm very sad golf is coming to a close because now I have to go out and kill my own food. Betting the NFL where 55% is enough to be a professional. So, you know, I'm not going to do that. Um, Adam, we went over our season long, I thought. You know, before the Tour Championship, and this all wraps up for the season, we should give our season-long numbers um, what we did for the people this year.
0: Yeah, so if you just take the winnings from the shows that we've done, um, I guess excluding the Masters, or you can include the Masters, whatever, um we're up quite a bit. You know, we're at a, like a 41% return on your investment, which is pretty good. Um If you bet everything that we told you to bet – for the whole year you're clearing roughly a thousand dollars so um at a forty one percent return and then counting the masters we picked eight winners of the what twelve events we've covered so that's pretty solid odds for any any uh betting system that you're using so it's pretty good.
1: Yeah that's not bad. Chris told me he knew a guy for golf I was like oh cool I had no idea I had no idea and then you know we interview Smitty about basketball turns out he's been working Aaron Hills for almost a decade like it's a no brainer we make this golf show and what do we do we give the people all kinds of money this is great
0: yeah to help that, you know the one we started with basically the masters one with every bet that I said was a lock was a lock so that helped out pretty well
1: Scotty Shuffler, I think plus twelve hundred.
0: Yeah, I think he was at eighteen hundred on, on Tuesday when we talked. So yeah. Eighteen hundred. Tiger was like at plus one twenty to make the cut. So yeah, it was pretty good.
1: Yeah, next year we'll have to figure out some sort of uh Discord channel or something where people can get access to these live bets because sometimes those are really uh really lucrative too.
2: Yeah, it'd be fun to get on. To, do, to start doing something like that where, you know, we can start answer, answering questions or just putting some, some stuff out there while, you know, because when tournaments are going on, the live bet stuff is fun, and there's a lot of really good really good action to get involved with, and if we can provide that for people too, I think uh, you can definitely win some more money than you already have.
1: Yeah, some kind of live stream or something on Saturday mornings or maybe.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you would a live bet at KH Lee, you know, was it KH Lee when he won? that Or Tom Kim? When he wins, you know, goes from whatever plus twelve hundred to plus eight thousand after hole one.
2: Yeah, with the uh, with when he started out with the quad. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. I, I mean, if some I, I, there had to have, I, there there had to have been some people that you know were in his corner to start with the weekend, and then it's like, okay, well, he has an eight in the first hole. It's one hole out of you know an entire weekend. I'm still going to throw more money on him now that his odds are a astronomically crazy and they cashed out big.
0: A $2 bet would have been nice on that too.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You didn't have to, you wouldn't have had to, to bet much at all, man. And you would have cashed out big time and been rolling for the rest of the year and had a bankroll and then some.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's uh that was a crazy one.
2: I love this man. Like this show, I, I just, people that are following us and listening and people are, are putting in bets. I mean, I, you know, thank you for listening obviously. But then I, at the same time, you know you're making money so i hopefully you're telling your friends and you're getting on and like you know we're, we're talking about other things that are going on in golf as well and hopefully they're interesting to people but th- this show for me is a lot of fun every week i look forward to it i look forward to the, the homework and the, the studying of all that of all the stuff uh going in every tournament and learning more and more about every single course that's on the pga tour and i mean things can only get better in theory right for us yeah
0: yeah now that we actually watch every event instead of you know just the majors or the big of big tournaments, yeah it's kind of nice
2: yeah it's a it's a lot of fun I and mean, it it's puts so much more stock into the golf game and wanting to just really pick it apart more and understanding the statistics that go into it and the trends that go into it, you know i mean it's it's no secret really. You know, what we've done is, hey, we're trying to find trending players and we're going to ride them until they cool off completely because that's kind of how golf is. You look in the history of golf, you know, look in the last 20 years and you can see guys go on these incredible runs and then they just go away for a while and then they might end up coming back or they and make another run, you know, but it's just guys making runs because there's just so many good golfers now and the consistency to just do it all the time like Tiger did in his heyday is just not there anymore because the quality of golf
0: yeah it makes you appreciate it's, what Tiger did that much yeah, more hitting no because or him or David Duvall or VJ or some of these guys because now the fields are so deep I mean you just go through and look at all the winners and it's most of them are guys you haven't heard of or guys that probably, you know, were are top five and a lot of them are young players. So it's not always the big name guys that win these tournaments. It's the guys that are out there grinding every week. I mean, if you look at the trends, you know, like in that middle season where not a lot of people probably watch golf, that's where all those, you know, these three or four guys trended and managed to win. So
2: yeah, and you look at some of these guys who are quote-unquote no-namers, right, on the PGA Tour and all of a sudden you look at the FedEx Cup standings and you're just like, "Whoa, how the hell is this guy up, at, you know, up in the top 30 and up in the top 40?" And then you look at their overall season as a whole and you see how many top 20s they have and how many top 10s they have and, you know, the runner-ups and everything that they have and it's like, "Man, this guy is legit." And the only reason is is because he's not necessarily always playing In the same tournaments, right, where all the big dogs are, but he's still accruing all these points throughout the year. It's just like, well, this guy can play golf, and just because he's not in the top ten of all these big tournaments, right, he's probably somewhere still in the top twenty to top twenty-five, and just, you know, yeah, moving up the standings. I mean, guys like, yeah, guys like
0: Straka or Stallings or Homa or uh, JT Poston. Uh, Corey Connors those guys the golly that played just steady all year had a win had several top fives and it's just they did what they had to do to get that longevity on tour.
2: Yeah you know I was listening um, to PGA Tour radio actually on the way over before the show and they're talking about one guy they brought up was like um, was Davis Riley who's got like five top 10 finishes this year or something like that and he's got a runner up and he's got you know he's got a He's got a really nice season going on, you know, just, but just because he hasn't won, um, people aren't talking about him that much, you right. And he doesn't stand up with guys like Rory and JT and, you know, Tony Finau and these big names in the game. Right. So,
0: yeah. And it shows the guys that are hot from like, let's say, I mean, you could pretty much do nothing for the whole year. And when you get to travelers, if you can manage to string a win or Five or six top fives, you'll be right there in that top 30. I mean, Poston struggled all year till the week before Deer. Uh, Max Homa didn't play that great all year. Uh, Straka didn't play good all year, but they played good right at the end when these big name guys weren't playing. Like we hadn't seen any of them before the playoffs since the British, and they just messed out on tons of points to get
2: in that top 30. Well, and the big thing too is when are you playing your best golf and when do you want to play, be playing your best golf? And it's down the stretch when all the big dogs are taking breaks and there's opportunity yep. to gain a lot of ground. And that's what some of these guys have been doing.
0: Yeah, for sure. The, the guys that play good at the first year aren't always the guys that are in the top 30. I mean, mm-hmm. you have the big name guys just because they play well in majors like... If you play good in all four majors, you're going to be in the top 30. It's just statistics. But the guys that have just played steady since really the PGA are the ones that are in that top 30. Because if you look at the top 30 list, it's all guys that we mentioned more than once and guys that played good and played a lot. I mean, if you look at the top 30, I bet twenty of those guys played in probably eight of the last ten events. Yeah. And and you're even you know, got Hovlin in there who was in a major slump and managed to grind his way out of it, so it's good stuff.
2: It it is. It's 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 been a really great great season. It's been uh, and you know, we've only been in it for twelve shows or whatever, but I mean Moving into next year, we get the whole gamut of the season, and we get to really break it all down from start to finish. I think it's going to be a lot of fun and be able to see, um, you know, how things really work up. Yeah,
0: yeah, it'll be good. Uh, since Eric didn't pay attention to anything before the Masters, it'll mean he'll get to see all the West Coast courses now.
1: This week, it's the Tour Championship. That sounds like a big deal at East Lake Golf Course. Located in Atlanta, Georgia, Eastlake Golf Club is the home course of legendary golfer Bobby Jones and is the oldest golf course in the city of Atlanta. The club is not only historic, but philanthropic as well. Proceeds from operations more than $20 million to date. Support the East Lake Foundation, which has helped transform one of the nation's worst public housing projects into a thriving community. It it became an English accent there at the end. Since 2005, East Lake has been the permanent home of the Tour Championship. I'm seeing some weird odds here uh, with strokes, without strokes. I don't know what the hell that's about. What do you guys want to do there?
0: Uh, I think it's because there's no top 20s this week, so there's basically like winners, top fives, top tens, but I think this week we should focus on who's going to win with and without strokes just to give you something to cheer for because.
2: Yeah, it makes a lot more sense, especially with, I, I mean, it's not a. It's not a, um, I mean, you've been seeing it probably all over social media this week and from like the betting side of things. And, um, it's, it's not a great weekend to bet golf per se. Um, you know, but there is still money to be made out there, I think. And, um, if you do it the right way, which if you're looking at winners, like you said, with strokes and you're looking at the winners, you know, without strokes, it it can get really exciting because you can potentially be watching two different tournaments going on at the same time. Yeah it's one way to look at it. Um, but, uh, I can, uh, I can jump into a little bit of the course kind of overview here a little bit, um, before we get into that, just so um, everybody understands a little bit what's going on. So this, this course, like it, as far as difficulty and kind of where everything ranks, it's pretty much like right in the middle. There's really, it's, it's not your easiest course. It's not your hardest course. Um, it's a par 70. It's just under 7,400 yards. Um, it's a let's see here. Um, it's like the seventh, it's the seventh longest. Um, and there's, there's over a thousand, a thousand feet of, uh, elevation change, which was kind of crazy. So it is the fourth, fourth highest on, on the PGA tour there. Um, but, uh, not a ton, um, not a ton of watered, uh, holes, um, where like the danger comes in there. Um, as far as like difficulty goes, like it was like ranked 23rd, I think on tour, um, Zoysia fairways, Bermuda, um, greens, um, greens are pretty average size and the green speeds are going to be rolling, you know, average, like just like, uh, anywhere else. So it's not going to be, I, I still think there's going to be a lot of opportunities for people to score here. Um, you have to be a little bit tighter off the tee. Um, they're, uh, there is, uh, there is, I think something to be said about making sure that you hit the fairways as we talked about, you know, before prior tournaments, right. With the Zoysia grass and everything. And, um, we want to be in those fairways, right. You don't want to be, um, in the rough in the Bermuda, which is like two and a half inches of Bermuda rough. It's not going to be ideal there, but then, you know, being able to, being able to, um, gain, uh, strokes, putting is going to be really key this weekend as well, um, yeah, there's and some,
0: it's, a, it's a course they've all seen. Well, yeah, most of them have seen, so maybe that contributes to the easiness of the course just because... Right,
2: there's going to be some confident guys out there on the course because they, got they 10 know guys how to play. play there. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, and there, there's some longer par 4s and some longer par 3s. It's going to be interesting to see how guys play par 3s that are going to be a little bit longer and um, how they manage it because they're going to have to be... There's a lot of guys in the field that need to be aggressive, right? And if you're going after... Um, going after these longer par fours and these longer par threes and trying to put yourself in scoring position, like, well, the opposite effect could happen uh, to where you really kind of screw yourself in certain situations. So it'll be interesting to see when and how guys pick their spots to be super aggressive because it has to happen.
0: Yeah. I mean, you're essentially chasing before you even start. So...
2: Right. Which makes it really, 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 really unique. Yeah. Yeah. I know like Cantley and Rory and Fitz, Fitzpatrick like weren't they, they kind of talked a little bit about how they there needs to be some tweaking going on with the FedEx Cup playoffs and um, the only thing they brought up was a potential to change it to match play, which yeah, that's cool would be fun, I think. Fitzpatrick was a little bit crazier, I think, with what he said he said something about um, they should do it with the entire FedEx Cup playoffs, which I'm like, wow, dude no. That would be wild, um, you'd be
0: talking like five six rounds per event, yeah. but I yeah. mean next year it's only two events, so it's top seventy and then top thirty, but you're still talking ten days of golf in two weeks yeah, that's, that's a lot that's a
2: lot it's a lot of match play events for sure, so i think I think you could do it with I think it would be cool to see some some sort of match play event with the top thirty players. I think that would yeah. be fun. Um, I mean, I
0: think you could do it with this event because that would be what you'd have to almost make it 36, but I guess you could do 30 and then the top six guys get a buy. Yeah. So you'd be at what, 36 and then you'd be at 18 and then, yeah, I don't know how that would work.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think there's a, there's a lot of different ways you could go about doing it.
0: Uh, or 32, I guess should have to be.
2: I don't think that this is a bad – I don't think it's a bad format to what they're doing right now. I think it's it's definitely – I think it's fair um, just because of how everything, you know, shakes out. Um, but the top – you know, well, with Zelotoros being withdrawn from the tournament, you know, I mean, the top five guys really have an upper hand and have the true shot to win it when you think about it. Um, this week it's pretty much – you know, I mean, those guys at four under – they have a shot yet, but, I mean, they need a couple really low rounds.
0: Especially with the guys that are ahead of them, like Cantlay, Xander, Burns. Uh, those guys have been playing good all year.
2: Right. So, I mean, to should we break it down is to see who's all in the group, right, in the groupings, um, just so everybody knows? So I have that in front of me right here so I can re- kind of read it off. So Scotty Scheffler starts off at 10 under, and then Cantlay goes at, starts at 8 under. Shoffley is at 6 under. Sam Burns is at five under, and then you get to the groupings um, here, the pairings with uh, at four under is Cam Smith, Rory, Tony Finau, um, Seb Straka, and Sanjay M. And then at three three under, you have Rom, uh Stallings, Justin Thomas, Cam Young, Matt Fitzpatrick. It's a pretty interesting group. The four yeah. under, three under group is pretty interesting. And then you get down to um, two under here with Max Homa, Hideki's there, Jordan Spieth. Uh, Neiman's there, Victor Hovland. And then at one under, um, super disappointing, first name is Colin Morikawa. He could be a heck of a lot higher if he didn't absolutely destroy himself last weekend. Um, Billy, Billy Horschel is at one under, Tom Hoagie, Corey Connors, and Brian Harmon. And then coming in at even par, so 10 strokes back, K.H. Lee, J.T. Poston, Sahith Thegala, Adam Scott, and Aaron Wise. Some guys at the bottom there have been playing some really good golf, man, Yeah, I mean, as of late.
0: Well, if you think about it and say Scotty goes out and shoots 68 or 69 and he's like, you know, at 12 and Poston just falls in love with the course and shoots 62 first round, hey, makes up lot eight of- shots in one round. Like I could see it happening where you maybe get an even guy, work his way into the top five, but. Winning that's going to be tough with Cantley hot, Xander hot, Sam Burns, uh, at Rory. I mean,
2: but stranger things have happened. A lot of comparisons to different TPC courses here, and you mentioned posting there. I mean, that could be something interesting. Yeah, to I look mean, at. and how many
0: times this year do we have a guy make the custom number eight shots back and ends up winning the thing? So, yep, it to say that it's unfair or not possible, it's everything's possible, but yeah 10 shots is a lot to give up to Scheffler but I I would like my odds right now the way he's playing compared to the way he was playing in April like if this is April no way but now yeah
2: I'm thinking well if I'm an even 10 shots back I do have a slight chance so yeah because Scotty Scotty could have easily got himself into a playoff situation last week and he just kind of faltered at the end and did some things that he hasn't really done all year, even as of late with not playing that well, but just, um, you know, missing fairways, going into bunkers, like, you know, not being able to get out of them. I don't know. He's a little shaky right now for him to be up there and he's gettable. I mean, there's not a lot of guys in that top,
0: what, 10 that actually are historical, like super low round guys, except for Rory, like first round. You know, like when we usually pick first round leaders, Rory is usually the one in these big tournaments that drops like a sixty-two or a sixty-three. So, uh,
2: Xander and Cantley and those guys, one of those guys at three under, four under, are gonna do that. Like you gotta, you gotta think that, right? Like one of those guys is going super low in round one, and they're gonna be right there pushing Cantley, Shoffley, and Scheffler. It's gonna be, yeah. and then all of a sudden it's gonna be, you know, a pretty big race to the top.
0: Yeah, it's going to be interesting for sure. So
2: just because they have the leads up there, man, like there's a lot of pressure for those top top two to three guys there to perform well and be consistent all weekend long.
0: Yeah, that's the hard thing is four days playing well, not, you know, one or two. I mean, we've seen guys just shoot, you know, 73 the first round and quit carrying in this thing, but I could see, you know, any of those guys in the top ten shooting a seventy three or four the first round and just throwing it to the side, you know. Everybody wants that ten mil, but you know, you still gotta get it.
2: I want ten million dollars. Can I have ten mil? So we should so we wanna start with um with strokes winners. Is that how we wanna do it?
0: Yeah, that's fine. You wanna strokes go strokes or without strokes?
2: Let's do should we do with strokes first?
0: Sure. You wanna go first?
2: Um sure, I can go first. Yeah. So um how many guys have, are you picking? Three or five? I have three guys okay. that I picked, and then I do have a I do have a long shot as well. Okay. Um, which is fun. So sitting here, I have let's see. First one I'll start off with is Xander. Um he's at plus five fifty. You know, he uh absolutely loves this place, right? He he won he won here in 2017. Um, two years ago, he was the 72, 72 hole low man without strokes. So he can get around and he can score on this course. So I think that, you know, I mean, where his odds are at at plus five fifty, like probably pretty solid. And, you know, he's sitting there four strokes back, which these guys can make up four strokes in no time. Um, then I have Rory, um, at plus 900 you know, you just mentioned it, right? This guy has the capability to go to shoot a 62 on the first round and be right there at the top. And then when Rory's got things going and he's sitting there in a situation like this in the Tour Championship, you kind of like his odds at that point.
0: I mean, I'm just kind of shocked you picked Rory at 900 when he's given up six shots and all season. You gotta, yeah, but I got to pick even, somebody here. You've been giving me shit for plus 900. Oh, that's not I good know. odds. And then... He's well, six shots back, it's, and it's like okay. It's yeah, a different story this
2: weekend, though. It's a different story this weekend, though, and you got to pick guys. Um, and then I have my third guy. I do have is uh, is Tony Finau at plus eighteen hundred. Um, I know, I know, like he faltered a little bit, but I think that he's just a, he's a really good player, and there's a lot of things that he can do well on this course. I think is he can hit it long, and he can if he. As long as he wasn't, you know. I think that he's gonna write the ship from last week and he's not gonna be because um, I think he played okay to finish off the weekend. It was just that first round, he really kind of screwed himself. But I think that he has a chance um to play well, and I think he wants to he really it, this is really important to him, and I think that he wants to end on a good note. Um and then I do have uh my long shot is um so I do have a fourth guy there. My long shot is uh Scott Stallings at uh plus 13,000. Dude's been on fire. <laughs> like his his uh his last six tournaments, he's been at let's see, second, he'd missed a cut, 13th, 10th, 4th, 8th. There's nobody playing better golf than him right now. No. So no, not at all he and he has the ability to go low we've seen it right and yeah recently and so he's sitting there at seven back why can't he shoot at you know 62 63 64 in the first round and put himself in a position to really go at it the last three days you know so i, I kind of i like him there yeah we've
0: seen him even first round go low soup i mean quite often so
2: yeah i mean you um, want to put a buck or two on on him at plus 13 thousand go for it right nothing wrong with that
0: yeah, I was trying to look uh, to see, did Tony Finau shoot under par all four rounds last week, or was he over par? Do you know? I'd have to look it up.
2: Yeah, I got it right here. He um, he was bad um, in round one last week.
0: He was so on he like went
2: that. Se- he shot a 77 in round okay. one last week. Yeah, he and was he close went-
0: to breaking Tiger's record for the most consecutive rounds under par.
2: Oh really? Yeah, he went 77 and then he went 68, 67, 68. So,
0: yeah, I think he needed four more rounds in the 60s to tie. So, he he run that.
2: Well, then maybe he shouldn't have screwed himself um in round 1 with what did he do? He like he had a he had a triple on a par 5 on the third hole. Like that that just set him back big time and then he just yeah. was like bogey train. So, I mean, he was he was four over through 3 in the first round last week, so. Yeah not good.
0: So uh I just got three guys for a win with strokes. Uh I can't lay at plus 300. Um just cuz I think two shots is not a lot for him to make up. Um Xander at plus 550. Um because that's only four and then Sam Burns at plus 2200 because he's five back for him and he wants to prove something. I think this could be a good event for him. I mean, five back for him. That's not a lot when he, he's very capable of having a super low round. So, and he's got the length to really shorten this course up. So yeah, I just he did was, three.
2: He was super I consistent put, last week too. I mean, he was inside the top 20, so it's not like he played bad. I mean, he was right there.
0: Yeah. I had stallings kind of like as a question, but you put him on there. So that, that was fine with me. Cause I probably would have picked him also
2: as one of the long shots. I mean how do you how do you not put just like I said like a buck or two on that because the dude 13, has been lights out. Yeah,
0: it pays hundred and thirty bucks on a dollar, so
2: right. Not too bad. No.
0: So uh, I'll just read my I got five guys for winning with strokes, so just <laughs> a straight up win. Yep, I have five I've as got, well. I've got J T at plus twelve hundred. Um I think he just wants to prove something this week. Then I've got Tony at Finau at plus 1600 Rory at plus 750 uh, Adam Scott at plus 2200 just cause I feel like without the strokes, he's, he's been playing pretty well all year or towards the end of the year. He's played, played his way in the last three events. Um, And then JT Poston at plus 9,000 just cause like you said, it's, a TPC style course, which I call the posting courses, yeah. And he plays all of those well when they have that look to him. And he, I think, the last tournament we were on, Zoysia, he played well. I think he finished in a top ten there. Was it at St Jude's? Yeah he he finished a t twenty. So I li- I like him too.
2: So with mine, my top five, I have a couple of the same. Uh, I do have Rory at plus seven fifty. So there I am with you again on that. I have JT at plus twelve hundred. I think you're. I think you hit it on the head. I think he's he's got something to prove, and um, you know he won the FedEx Cup in twenty seventeen. Um, I think he fixes any issues and question marks that people have with his putter this weekend, and um, gives him a good opportunity. And I like that at plus twelve hundred. And then I have Xander at plus seven fifty. Then I have uh, I have Billy Ho at plus thirty five hundred. Uh, here's a guy that played really well last year. Right. And he was one of the guys that moved up big time last year.
0: Didn't he win Um, this event like in 16 or what the year he got snubbed for the Ryder cup?
2: uh, I'm
0: trying to remember right. Uh, I'm pretty sure he won this event. Then he
2: went to Asia and won like the next week. I think it, I think this course plays well to his strengths as well. And I think that he's a guy that again can come back this week this year and and have a nice round or a nice weekend. Um so I'm excited to see him play. And then I have I have Scott Stallings at plus 8,000. I mean, once again, I don't have to re- I don't have to reiterate, you know, just how good of golf he's been playing as of late and if he's with an with an even field to start, why the hell aren't you on him? You know. So, I I like that there. Um I also, uh, I'm trying to look here quick with the, I also wanted to say like, I know, I know you mentioned posts in there too, but I mean, if you wanted some decent odds on a top 10, um, top 10 for, um, without strokes, Stallings and Poston are both at plus 300.
0: That's pretty good.
2: Yeah. So yeah,
0: Horschel won here in uh 14. In 14. Okay. Yeah.
2: So I I, th- I thought that was worth mentioning, that, you know, because they're down there um, towards the bottom as far as, like, the highest odds for top 10s without the strokes and everything. So, I mean, Scott Stallings and J.T. Poston, they're just playing too good of golf to not, I mean, plus 300. Why the hell not?
0: Yeah, I mean, Sepp Schrock is a, you know, plus 400 for a top 10. Right. Without strokes. That's pretty good. You would think he could beat 20 of these guys, but we don't know. This is like... Taking the top half of the Masters field and just letting him yeah. fight it out.
2: Yeah, I mean it. Just you look at this list of guys and you're like, "Wow, this is awesome."
0: And Cantley won last year too. This event.
2: There's just something about Cantlay. I, he's he I played go so back well to last back weekend. Two
0: weeks and two years in a row, like two years in a row, go mm-hmm. back to back.
2: That'd be pretty that crazy. Be, that'd be that'd be nuts. I wonder is I wonder if there's there's a line out there at all about him going back to back or something.
0: There's gotta be, I don't see golfer props here.
2: There's just something about Patrick Cantley that, I don't know, rubs me the wrong way. I mean, I don't know. He's, it's really dry and boring on a golf course. He's not all that much fun to watch, Uh, but he gets it done. I mean, he's obviously, he's a really, really good golfer. Um, Yeah. But I like a little bit more flash and entertainment when I'm watching golf and some of these other guys do it for me better with, like, uh, you know, um, like Rory and Finau and JT. Unfortunately, they can't pick speeth this week.
0: I mean, the scores aren't super low until you get to the last two years. The last two years were lay and DJ at 21, then Rory at 18. But before that, it was like barely getting to double digits. Uh, except for Tiger shooting 23 under in 2007. But that's an anomaly cuz it's tiger and that was 2007 tiger. Uh, he won by 8 shots.
2: So yeah, it's 8 but shots. But typically, yeah, see, like when he was when he was just making his rounds, dude. I mean, guys could not even stick with him. 8 shots? No. Yeah. We haven't seen that in in ever in our entirety of our show, right? And I no. I mean, what is He's going to know. blow it
0: all away by that six, eight, nine, yeah. double digits, whatever.
2: I'd like to see. I'd like to see something, because I haven't looked at it I, that closely, obviously, but it just popped in my head. But I'm, I'm gonna go back and look and see what the the biggest um stroke discrepancy is between first and second place this year in a tournament. I wonder what it is. Oh, uh, it's not a lot. I know. Maybe the amount of four? playoffs that The amount of playoffs that happen now, like it's crazy.
0: We've had, I don't know, maybe four of the last seems like four or five of the last ten events have all been in playoff or close since the PGA. Yeah, it's it is pretty crazy, but we haven't had any. Yeah, I mean, I was just looking at the all the results from the from the tour championship, and it's like one stroke, two stroke, three strokes four and then you get to 07 and it's like eight shots tiger and it's like okay cool yeah he was playing good
2: and these uh and these live guys think that they're i don't know putting a dent in the pga tour like get real man i mean i haven't
0: even missed those guys like or wondered like oh it sucks dj's not playing this week like who cares
2: yeah. Who cares? Because we're seeing all these, all this young talent coming up, you know, like, and just, you look at, it's just nuts to look at last week's, you know, top 70 guys and yeah, you, know, I wonder, you can like, go all the way down. You can go all the way down to like the bottom. I know like some of those guys shot really poorly last week, but you, you look at some of those guys and it's like, man, the quality there, like Keegan Bradley, we had been talking about Keegan yeah. Bradley for a lot. A lot of times this this year or whatever. And I mean, yeah, he f- didn't play well last week, but I mean guys like that are down there at the bottom, like really good golfers.
0: Yeah, and I just haven't my thing with the live guys is like how relevant are they gonna be? If they even if they only play a major, let's say they say, Okay, you can play in the four majors and they play their other events, you're you're just gonna forget. And like when these guys have two, three, four weeks off how fun is that going to be to watch cuz they're not going to be sharp like we've seen guys JT Spieth, Scotty take 2 weeks off and they're all over the map i mean some of these other guys are haven't played in almost a month now how are they going to be sharp you know they're not going to have build up events unless they're playing with each other at some exhibition thing but still i don't know i think they're just going to make themselves irrelevant true like as far as us wanting to watch them like nobody cares
2: I mean I haven't showed any interest I'll be honest um in live golf I don't I don't know that I've watched any of it live like I've tried I don't even yeah I just I've seen some highlights and everything and some of the highlights you see are stupid because it's like you're watching you get a highlight of Phil when he's 10 over and it's he the only reason it's the shot. highlight of him. It's because, yeah, it's because he's putting a, putting a ball 50 yards up in the air from like 30 yards away. It's like, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't care, man. Cool
0: trick shot. I didn't even care to watch a lot of those guys when they were out, but like on the regular tour. But now I, I mean, honestly, they've kind of just dropped out of my mind. Like they don't exist anymore, which is fine.
2: Which leads me to the next thing that I wanted to to bring to your attention tonight and talk about a little bit was uh, what's going to happen to something like Liv when um, Rory and Tiger get this uh, new entertainment golf thing with the stadium venues and events and stuff going on. Like, what's going to happen then? That's going to overshadow them big time.
0: I haven't – so, I just saw it, but I didn't see what it was about. There wasn't much. It said the PJ was going to release something about it. So it's it's in conjunction yeah. with the tour, so –
2: right when tiger went to that meeting and everything that's when him and rory like pitched it to the pga and everything and they were behind it and all good with it and everything i think that there's some things going on with non-profit and then prof and then for-profit things that they need to they need to figure out but once they once that change is over and it gets over to the fact that it can have private you know people endorse it and sponsor that i mean there's going to be money everywhere people want to keep people can go into a stadium and get to watch these guys do like basically showcase their skills and things that you don't necessarily that would be way more fun to watch i know and it's it's going to be nuts i think it have you seen that um there was a, there was like a I think was it a commercial or something where where a bunch of guys were trying to hit the we're trying to hit the um like rory was one of them They were trying to, they were hitting the balls off the tee and they had like a, they had like a three foot fairway that was down this like racetrack and they were trying to hit it and land it on there.
0: Yeah. It'll be interesting what they do with that. I would like to see it, but I, my guess is that they want to do it somewhat in the evenings opposite an event where maybe they're doing it. So you get like, say the top 20 players, except a few, maybe they have to, to play in that they have to play in like, say if if Rory wants to play in this special showcase thing and then he has to play like one year in the John Deere or something like that they do it opposite that and it's if you're in the top 20 this is what you get it's like a bonus deal
2: maybe it's just maybe it's an off season type thing where they're going to start touring around and go to different places and you know um cuz Callaway
0: to- does the deal where they set up at uh, I believe it's the San Diego Ballpark where they set up the little par three thing, and they hit from like the top of the stadium down into the greens, which is cool. It's like kind of a top golf type thing. I mean, I, that's so, kind of oh, what
2: wow. that's kind of what I envision this whole thing being is like them kind of tricking out the the stadiums to play some golf holes and then do some trick shots and do some super, you know, refined skill work that only the best golfers in the world are going to be able to. I wonder if it's
0: because they get so many views on those tailor made commercials where they're like trying to hit the drones and different things like yeah. that.
2: Yeah, I, it's so. got to be something with that. And you know, I'm sure once the tour championship is over, I know that they they purposely didn't give out any details about it yet, but I'm sure once the tour championship is completely over, um, they're going to start um, really starting to talk about that a little bit a little bit more. And so I think it's smart to kind of plug it a little bit while everybody's really in tune to golf right now. And then once it's over, then they'll start really hammering out the details a little bit more, but I'm excited about it. Like, I hope they come somewhere close to me so that I can take, take my kids because what a great way to get young people involved in golf, right? Is to go and watch something like that.
0: Maybe it has to do something with Tiger's pop stroke courses too, or whatever. I don't know, but mm-hmm. yeah, it'll be, it'll be something different. And the PJs behind it and tiger and Rory are pushing it. So it's going to be huge and yeah, it's going to be great and the more and more guys drop off the live lawsuit. I I don't know if you saw the Pat Perez thing where he said he just didn't think it through. Like he appreciated appreciated everything the tour had ever given him in his career. And it seems like a lot of backtracking from some of these guys that are like on the bubble of maybe getting cut. Like Pat Perez is on that. You know, if they're going to relegate the last four players, he's on that line. So maybe it's like, well, maybe I should start kissing up a little bit. So I, Could possibly pay senior tour events. I don't know. It's interesting.
2: Yeah, I thought that was funny. And it was a total kiss-ass moment, you know, where he drops out and then he says those things. And it's like, dude, you, I mean.
0: It's only a matter of time before I think Augusta puts some pressure on these guys that are Masters champions that are on that lawsuit to be like, "This this is it, guys. I mean, the only person I don't see pulling his name off ever is Phil because he seems to be... In my opinion, he's been brainwashed to have that Norman mentality now. Like he went from being the people's fan to just a guy that almost people can't stand. I don't know. I'm sure he's still a decent guy, but he's definitely putting off the vibe that he doesn't care. He's not grateful. He just wants to, you know, be Greg Norman's buddy, which, you know, we've all seen Freddie's comments that nobody liked Greg Norman. So that, it I mean, makes you they really feel.
2: They got to lay in it now, man. It's it is what it is at this point because there's yeah the they the made worst it pretty clear Phil, there's no coming back. So
0: yeah, and I mean I think Phil's credibility with the players dropped a lot when they lose the Ryder Cup and he played bad and he blamed it on Tom Watson and that's just something you don't do is blame these guys that got you where you are, right. Watson, Nicholas, and all these guys. You don't bad mouth them in the public and then get away with it so
2: yeah it's it's one of those unwritten things that you're just like okay it's an etiquette thing it's yep. a respect thing because doesn't he i mean you'd think at some point he was he would he would hope having the reputation that he did on tour too is like wouldn't you hope that some of these younger guys would end up paying homage and, and looking up to him at that at some point but he's really thrown that all out the window now man
0: i wonder if he's just like so upset that everybody cares more about tiger
2: because you're not even close to Tiger. Got
0: half as many wins.
2: Yeah, I mean, ah, uh, man, I don't. Whatever. That's a whole hour conversation. That you know, that's like the that's like the MJ Lebron. Yeah. Conversation. You know, that's it's never like, ending. Yeah, but it's really not that comparison, that comparable, yeah. I
0: guess. But I mean, Rodman has more rings than both of them, so I would consider him to be better than both.
2: Hey, Dennis Rodman is going to get Brittany Griner out of prison. We'll see. He's doing yeah. that whole thing. He's apparently that guy is more powerful than the president. So,
0: yeah, well, we'll see. Yeah. It's interesting.
2: They, I mean, they call him the worm for a reason, I guess. Duh. He's awesome. He is awesome.
1: About time to wrap this thing up. Thank you, people, for listening. Thank you, Adam and Smitty, for all of your hard work. We truly do appreciate it. If you haven't already, throw us a five-star review on Apple, Spotify, or whatever podcast app you use takes five seconds, and it does so much good for us. Or you could tell somebody about the show. Get them into it. I know we're getting rich over here, but it's not an exclusive club. You can bring your friends. You can find all things Patriot Sports and, by extension, plus money golf on our beautiful and luxurious new website, PatriotSportsNow.com. It's called a website, not a website. Also, we've got a Facebook group going as well and a TikTok page. Plus Money Golf is fun for all ages. All right, best of luck with your bets this weekend. We'll see you right back here next time for more Plus Money opportunities. Adam, say something cool that golfers say.
0: Two wrongs don't make a right, but three rights make a left.
1: Thanks for listening to Plus Money Golf. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any
0: future episodes. In the meantime, keep up with the show on Facebook and Instagram at Plus
1: Money Golf and on Twitter at PSR Golf. Until next time.